0: a powerful name of Jesus. That is why we're in this place this morning. That's why we're here, because His name is powerful. And that is why I love in Psalm 63, it says, I have seen you in your sanctuary and gaze upon your power and glory. Your unfailing love is better than life itself. How I praise you. That is why we praise Jesus. His unfailing love is better than anything this world has to offer. And I believe that He wants to encounter every single one of us in this auditorium today. He has an encounter for us. And so will you join with me, whether you're watching online, whether you're at our Banta campus, our Franklin campus, God has something for you today. I believe it. And so will you join with me as we pray? And then after I pray, we will receive offering. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much for today. Jesus, I thank you that your name is the name above all names. It's powerful, Jesus. And you want us to encounter you today. So Holy Spirit, move in this place. Move online, wherever anybody's watching. Move at our Banta campus, our Franklin campus, God. Lord, let your name be glorified in this place today. We love you, and we give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, you guys can have a seat. Let's give it up for Jesus one more time. Let's praise his name. That's why we're here today and this morning. Well, my name is Aaron Beasley, and I'm the student ministries director here. And I'm so excited to be closing out our series. If you're a first-time guest, we hope that you felt accepted and loved. But we've been in this series called Encounters. And Pastor Danny, he's brought it the last three weeks, hasn't he? He's done an amazing job in this series, in this series. And what he's talked about is that when people encountered Jesus, they never left the same. Their life was different And we also have started with a thought that Jesus takes with the sledgehammer, and he wants to smash these thoughts that we think may be true. Like in week one, we talked about Matthew, whose name was also Levi, and how you have to be a good person to get to God or to be welcomed at church. And Jesus just takes that thought and smashes it with the sledgehammer. Or week two, we looked at the woman at the well and how the physical can satisfy. And Jesus takes that with a sledgehammer and smashes it in the encounter. That the physical doesn't satisfy us. And then last week he talked about the religious man and the sinful woman who anointed his feet and how religion is the way that we get to Jesus or get to God, but actually it's relationship. That happens, And if you haven't seen any of those or this is your first week, I strongly suggest you go back and you look at those talks because our pastor does an amazing job. And so today the thought that I want us to look at, the thought that I get to close with in this series is this thought right here, is that we can find our value in something other than God. That we can find our value in something other than God. That's the thought I want us to see. And this encounter that Jesus has today with this person smashes this thought with a sledgehammer. And so Pastor Danny came to me and he said, Aaron, I want you to close out the encounter series. And I was like, yes, I can't wait to close it out. I'm so pumped up about that. I'm so pumped up to close this series. And he came to me and then he's like, and this is the person that I want you to talk about, the encounter with Zacchaeus. (laughs) And some of you, if you've been coming to church for a long time, you know why that is funny. And some of you, if you're a first time guest, you don't understand why people are laughing, so I'm gonna help you. I'm gonna sing a song, it's a really old song that people used to sing way back in the day, and it goes like this. Zacchaeus was a wee little man, a wee little man was he. He climbed atop the sycamore tree to see what he could see. All right, anyways, that's give or take a little bit of what the song is. Uh, and so, anyway, some of you are like, oh my gosh, I understand why he does not lead worship. <laughs> Praise you, Lord. Some of you are understanding, uh, they're like, that song, what is up with that song? Why would they ever sing that song? Well, we're going to get into that counter. But Zacchaeus was a wee little man. And I'm a wee little man. <laughs> now, maybe if you're watching online or the Banta campus or Franklin, maybe I look a little taller than what I am, but I promise you I am not. I'm five seven, I'm really five six and a half, but I round up math, you know what I'm saying? And I'm a short person. They actually had to lower the screen down for me so that it was level with my body. Um, and so my whole life I have been short in middle school, high school, college. I was always one of the shortest people. If you don't believe me, just to prove to you that I am pretty short, uh, here is some pictures, okay? That's my friend Tyler and Tom, and I'm the shortest person. Here's me downtown, Circle Center. Uh, the girls are even taller than me. Um, so, and then, and then if you really don't understand, uh, this is when I understood. My wedding day. Uh, just check this picture out. There I am. Um, can you guess which one's my brother? Uh, guys pretty Sherlock Holmes out there, you know? Uh, Anyways, usually people like to put the short people at the ends and then go up like a mountain. We did the exact opposite. We went from the middle and went out like this. So anyways, um, I'm a shorter person. And actually because of that, my whole life, it's led to many insecurities. You know, you hear things growing up in, in school like the girls would always say things like, I want a tall, dark Handsome man with luscious hair. <laughs> well, I don't check that, and that doesn't, and that doesn't. Okay, okay, that's good. And that led to insecurities, because I'm not gonna be a lot of those things. I, I can't help some of those things. Or, you know, when we're, we play basketball, you know, and people are picking teams, and they're like, alright. We'll pick that tall guy and that guy and that guy. And they don't even they don't even know they don't even know my abilities. They just are looking at my height. Because I promise you I can shoot. <laughs> Still, anyways, and we'll pick you last. That led to lots of insecurities in my life. Will I ever be good enough for a woman? Will I ever make it? In life, well, my, can I ever? And I believe many of you in this room have insecurities too. It could be that you're a little bit bigger than you'd like, or someone tells you that. It could be that your mom or, or dad your whole life has never said good job in anything. It could be the fact that you're adopted and you wonder why your parents never wanted you to start off with. It could be the fact that you've made some past mistakes in your life, and you're holding on to those things. It could be the fact that you don't like your nose or your teeth or that you don't have hair or you have lots of hair in places you don't want the hair to be in. <laughs> Our insecurities could come. It could be that you're getting sick and your body's failing you. It could be that you're getting older and your body's not doing what it used to. Insecurities can come in many ways. And I believe that our insecurities can make us feel devalued. Are we going to be enough? See, I relate a lot to Zacchaeus because he was a wee little man. It says in Luke chapter 19, where we're going to look at this encounter that Jesus has with him. It says, he tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. See, I totally understand that. I go to some concerts and there are some big people that are in front of me. And so then my friends say things like, yo, bees, you want to get on my shoulders so you can see? I'm like, I would rather just not see and hear the music. You know, I'm like, all right, thanks. But I bet you Zacchaeus, his whole life, whole life, he was defined by his height. What's up, shorty? Uh, No, I'm not dating Zacchaeus. He is not what I'm looking for. Mm Mm-mm. And his whole life... He was devalued by an insecurity. So what happens when our insecurities devalue us? Like, that's a great question. Like, what happens when our insecurities devalue us? Because they're going to come. All of us have insecurities today in something. Well, here's what we tend to do. We overcompensate. We overcompensate. And what I mean by overcompensation is this, is that... You try to make up for something. You try to find value in something else. You fight for value in something else. You're making up for something. So because you have an insecurity, you're overcompensating. Zacchaeus did this really well. In Luke 19 too, we see it right here. He was the chief tax collector in the region and he had become very rich. If you were here a couple weeks ago, we talked about a tax collector and how a tax collector would, is, was despised by the Jewish people because they were taking, taking money for the Roman government. And not just taking money for the Roman government, they were taking money for themselves. And nobody could say anything. And so Zacchaeus was like, all right, you know what? I'm never going to be tall. It's not going to happen, but I'll show you people. I'll show you everyone. I'm going to be a high achiever. I'm going to be rich and I'm going to make it all the way to the top. Like he just wasn't a tax collector. He was the chief tax collector, CEO of tax collecting. He was making money. He had a nice house. Stuff was going well. He probably had a nice camel and donkey. (laughs) Stuff was going well. He was rich. And guess what? If anybody ever said anything to him, he'd be like, oh, I got these two big Roman guards behind me. They're going to make you pay. See, he overcompensated. You know, I overcompensated in my life. I told you how it made me feel when I was short and hearing things, and what people would say, and so how did I overcompensate it? Well, I kind of overcompensated like Zacchaeus did. I became a high achiever. In middle school, in high school, in college, I got all A's. I worked hard for those A's. I got a couple B's in English and Spanish. I hate you grammar, okay? If you're an English teacher in this place today, we love you, but I hate English, all right? I got B's in English and Spanish. And my wife is from Nicaragua now, so I wish that I would have learned Spanish a little bit more, but I was a high achiever, not only in academics, but in the spiritual world. Because what ended up happening is I trusted in Christ, came to Christ when I was in middle school going into my high school year, I accepted Him, and so I decided that I was going to make sure that I was the good person. Like, come on. like, hey. Hey, look at me, everybody. I'm not doing anything wrong. Hey girls, I'm nice at least. I may be short, but I'm nice. I'll treat you real good. And I worked really hard to overcompensate for my shortcomings, literally. Some of you, and some of us, we may be overcompensating as well. Perhaps. Your parents never said good job or you're the little brother or the younger sister and you just wanted people to notice you and so you've worked really hard and you've got a great job or you're the CEO of your company and you're like, look at me, look what I've accomplished. Some of you, you were made fun of your, by your body type or what was happening and so what you did or what we are doing is you're working out 24-7, 365. And your triceps are as big as my legs. Actually, I have been working out a little bit. If you want to zoom in, look at this tricep real quick. You see that? Oh, yeah, look at that bad boy. I'm just joking. I have the dad bod now. You know what I'm saying? Just had a baby, dad bod. Anyways, whatever. But you're overcompensating by working out. Perhaps, perhaps you're overcompensating through your children. You messed your childhood up, or you had a rough childhood, and so you're living through your children. Your hobbies, their hobbies, sports. If they do anything wrong, you're like, what's wrong with you? You gotta be like this, 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 this. Maybe you're a student today and you're overcompensating by making sure that you're the cool kid and everybody else is below you. Because you don't want people to know what's in your heart. You're scared about that. Maybe Facebook or Instagram, right? You're getting the right pictures, right angles, and you're hoping for those over 100 likes, 200 likes, 300 likes. And when you get up there, you're like, look, everyone likes and favorites my stuff. We overcompensate. I overcompensate. There's many other ways you can do it. You can do it through your material possessions. We can do it through actually playing the victim. Like some of us today, we overcompensate by making sure everybody feels sorry for us. Maybe we overcompensate because our body's falling apart, so we're going to gain as much knowledge about everything, and we're going to put everybody in their place because we know everything. Everything. We're just like Zacchaeus. I'm like Zacchaeus. Because of my insecurities, I'm trying to find value in something else. I'm trying to overcompensate. I have. And I believe many of us do as well. So what happens when we try to do this? Here's what I want us to understand today. If you don't get anything else out of today's talk, please, this is what I want you to get. Is right here is this. Finding our value in anything other than God does not work. I want you to say this with me. This is super important today. So when we find, we can't, finding our value in anything other than God, say it with me, does not work. Thank you, people online. Thank you, other campuses. Love that. Does not work. How do I know this? Well, Zacchaeus, he was rich. And the Bible doesn't tell us that he felt sorry about taking people's money He didn't feel bad about it. He was making money. He was showing everybody up. But then he started to hear about somebody. It's amazing what happens when somebody comes and he starts changing things. Like loving people who shouldn't be loved, healing people that shouldn't be healed, doing miraculous things, saying that he's actually the son of God, God himself. Like Jesus was doing in his day, he was walking around doing these things. And Zacchaeus is like, wait a minute, there's something else in this world? Like, there's something else that maybe I could find my value in because he had reached the top. But is there something else? And so here's what he did in Luke 19:4. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree beside the road for Jesus was going to pass that way. And what I love about this is that did you notice what he had to do? He ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree. He had to use his insecurity to get a glimpse of Jesus. Do you know sometimes that God may use the things in your life That feel like weaknesses or insecurities to move you forward. Some of us have to hear that today. And so Zacchaeus, he ran ahead and he climbed on the sycamore tree because he was like, I gotta at least see Jesus. If this person is who he says he is, I've got to see because I'm rich and it's not fulfilling my life. And so he's dangling on the tree, you know, like maybe a branch or something, like trying to get a look. and Jesus is about to pass by. I understand Zacchaeus because actually just three and a half weeks ago, uh, me and my wife, we had a baby. We had a baby. Her name's Lucia, thank you very much. She's awesome. That's why I've got this dad bod, you know what I'm saying? And I I want you to see, this is her, this is Lucia. She's got way more hair than me, praise the Lord. This is my wife, Layla. And this is me, Aaron. (laughs) And life's been pretty good. Like there's days where I come to work and before I come to work, I just like stare at my daughter. I just like look at her. And then I look at my wife and I thank God so much. And I've got blessings. I can pay my bills, which is nice. I get to speak to all of you today. Life's good. And then there's some times where life's not good. But here's what I know. Is this will never be enough to fulfill my soul. It never will be enough. I could have the world in my hands. And it will never be enough. And Zacchaeus understood that. He understood it and so he's dangling on that branch just to see if there could be something more and then here's what jesus does the encounter here it is when jesus came by he looked up at zacchaeus and he called him by name can i tell you something today Jesus knows your name. Because Zacchaeus, Jesus obviously either heard about Zacchaeus from other people, like he was cheating people and he had heard what people said, or he used his God knowledge because he knew Zacchaeus, but he calls him by name. He doesn't call him weirdo for being in the branch. He doesn't call him by his physical attributes. He doesn't call him by his job. He calls him by name. Jesus knows your name today. He knows everything about you. And so Zacchaeus, he said, quick, come down. I must be a guest in your home today. Next verse, Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. Why would Zacchaeus be so pumped up? Why would he be so excited and filled with joy? Why? Because he had realized this. What did he encounter? He encountered the acceptance of Jesus. That Jesus loved him right where he was. How do we know that? He calls him by name and Jesus says, I'm coming to your house. And I don't know about you guys, but I don't go to anybody's house really that I don't want to. Like some of you, you know what I'm talking about because Christmas rolled around and you're like, I don't really wanna go to that person's house. I know my family accepts me because they've been at my house all the time the last three weeks. I really think it's because of my daughter but whatever. And Jesus says, I'm coming to your house, Zacchaeus. I accept you. You know, today, some of us just need to hear this. Jesus accepts you. He accepts you if you're short, Or if you're tall. He accepts you if you're bald or you have lots of hair. He accepts you if your life's put together or right now your life's not put together. He accepts you no matter what the color of your skin is. He accepts you whether you're from America or you're from another country. He accepts you no matter what. Whether you go to the Banta campus, the Franklin campus, the Greenwood campus, or you're watching online, he accepts you. And some of us today need to hear that. Because what ended up happening? See, really what happened is Jesus defined his value. His value was no longer in what people were saying, or what his physical attributes were, or any of those things. He was defined by Jesus Christ, who, by the way, has the name above every names, who created this universe. And I think that if he's okay with you, then everybody else should be too. And if they're not, it's okay. That's why I love what Bob Goff says in his book, Everybody Always. We weren't just an idea God hoped would work out someday. We were one of his most creative expressions of love ever. You're the most expressive, creative thing of love that God's ever created in this room today. That's what he thought about Zacchaeus, and that's what he thinks about you, and that's what he thinks about me. It's why I love Psalms 139 When it says, you made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. How precious are your thoughts about me, O God. They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up, you are still with me. He's still with me. He loves you. He loves me. He loves Zacchaeus. What I didn't say and what I don't have on the screen is in verse seven. The people complain about Jesus going to his house. Don't you know he's a sinner? Don't you know that he's messed up? Don't you know he's taking my money? And you know, Jesus, what I love about Jesus is he knows those things and he says... I love him all the same. Jesus loves you the same. And he accepts Zacchaeus right where he's at. So what happens when we encounter the acceptance of Jesus then? Like that we know that Jesus accepts us right where we're at. Here's what can happen. We can stop striving for value we can stop overcompensating. Look what happens at Zacchaeus. Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half my wealth to the poor, Lord. And if I've cheated people on their taxes, I'll give them back four times as much. Jesus responded, salvation Has come to this home today. For this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and save those who are lost. What happens in Zacchaeus' life? He stops striving. Or really what I'm trying to say is his life changed. His value was no longer based off his job and the amount of money he was making. It was based off the fact that Jesus Christ loved him. And today what happens when we encounter the acceptance of Jesus? We can stop striving. I can stop striving. It's why I can joke about being short and bald. Because those things no longer define me. Jesus Christ does. Some of us today, what does it look like? Like, how can we stop striving? Well, maybe you've been going to the gym 365 and you've been saying, I don't have time to go to the, get in a small group or come to church every week. But man, you don't miss working out because your body has become what you've valued. And I'm not saying it's bad to work out, that's not what I'm saying today. I'm saying that it doesn't have to define you. And you take a break from the gym, take a break. Your triceps are already big as my leg. Some of us today, we've worked every day of our life just hoping someone would say, you've done a good job. And maybe you can take a break from working, take a weekend off and enjoy life because you're not defined by your job. Maybe some of you, you're living through your children. And you can just be okay with what you have, like your kid gets to see, and they've tried their best, good for them. Or maybe their sports or hobbies, you're living through those. It's okay if they miss that pass. It's okay if they don't get that rebound. Because that doesn't define you anymore. Maybe it's about how smart you are or your material possessions. Maybe, maybe it's your age and you feel like you have nothing left to give and there's nothing to offer. Can I tell you that's so not true? The greatest small group leaders I had were older people. The change in my life. It's not those things they won't fulfill you it's about Jesus and we can stop striving maybe you've been just beating yourself over a past mistake over and over and over again and it's time to let it go because it doesn't have to define you because Jesus accepts you just as you are. I love this verse and how it ends because it says for the son of man came to seek and save those who are lost. You know, Jesus came to save Zacchaeus from himself. Because Zacchaeus thought that he was going to make it. And he couldn't. Some of you today, you walked in here for the first time and you've never heard that Jesus accepts you. Actually, you walked in today, maybe a friend's been inviting you for a long time or maybe you're watching online, someone's been inviting you and, and all of a sudden you realize that Pastor Danny wasn't here and you're like, oh no, I'm so sorry, Pastor Danny's out of here. We're sorry, we got this guy. And what I'm here to tell you today is God brought you here today because he wants you to know that he accepts you you know if you live by the opinions of people you will drive yourself crazy but I can tell you what Jesus thinks about you because he went to the cross that's his opinion of you and when he went to that cross he died for you and me but he didn't stay dead and that's what's so great is that he rose again and he lives and that's why we're here today and the Bible says that anyone who trusts in him confess with their mouth and believe in their heart that Jesus is Lord will be accepted into his kingdom because of what Christ has done for you you don't have to strive anymore because Jesus has already done it for you and you can accept the acceptance of Jesus. And so I wanna give you that opportunity today if you haven't done that, whether you're watching online or across our campuses here in this room today. And so with every head bowed and every eye closed, you can say, you can repeat after me, the prayer isn't what saves you, it's what's in your heart, so you can repeat these words or you can say your own words to Jesus, but you can say this, Jesus, I've made mistakes I've been striving for value like Zacchaeus and today here's what I know you accept me you accepted me because you went and you died on a cross for me but you didn't stay dead you you rose again and you live and today I'm trusting in that I'm coming to you Jesus and I'm trusting in what you have done for me thank you Jesus thank you that you accept me and you love me. I trust in you today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you said that for the first time, let's give it up for those people today who said that that's the best decision you can ever make in your life. And here's what we want to give you today is we want to give you a new believer's Bible. A one-year Bible because we believe this book can change your life. We want you to encounter Jesus and God every single day. And that's how you do this, is through this book. And so you can get it in the back two corners of our auditorium. There are, my friends are back there across all campuses. They want to give you this Bible so that you can encounter Jesus every day. And we also have a class called Starting Point that if you still have questions or doubts or you, you want to know more about Christianity, you can sign up for this. It starts next week across our campuses and so we'd love for you we'd love for you to sign up if this is something for you called starting point you can do that at those tables as well and so today what am I asking you in your notes what I want you to think about today is this is what am I trusting in for the source of my value what is it like what have you been trusting in and then I put a little line in there that says Jesus accepts and there's a blank and I want you to put your name in that blank Jesus accepts Aaron just as I am and I want you to believe that today and so we have a song that's going to talk to us today and preach to us today that Jesus loves us just for who we are and I want you to believe I don't want you to leave early I promise you can get to your breakfast you can get to your lunch Online, don't turn the screen off. Leave it on. I want you to praise in your room. And I want you to believe that Jesus accepts you for who you are today. And after that, our campus pastors are going to come up and close.